0: Welcome to another Guitar Wink Podcast. How you doing? Troy McCubbin here. Uh, I am the host. You have no say in it. What's going on, man? How are you doing? You hanging in? Are we hanging in? Or has shit hit the fan? I feel shit has hit the fan. I see Australia is uh, having another rise in the coronavirus. (laughs) What the fuck, guys? What are you doing? What are you copying America? Come on, man. Get your shit together. I thought Australia, I was all proud because Australia was doing so well. We'd, uh... But... We opened up too soon, like too many others. Come on, man. Get your shit together. I believe Melbourne, Victoria is on lockdown. Um, yeah, <laughs> they've closed the borders. Man, 2020, what a year. Who'd have thought, right? Who'd have thought this shit was going to happen? But anyway, we're dealing with it, I guess. Are we? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know what's going on. I'm just hiding out in my bunker staying in the bunker ordering on Amazon ordering from the supermarket trying to stay sane picking up the guitar as much as possible Um, kind of feel there's going to be this massive surgence of all these amazing bedroom guitar players now Um, like we didn't have that before right and uh, no one's going to have any live experience anymore it's done Bruce is calling it quits he's done he's like fuck this shit Time it comes back, I'll be done. Ah, uh, I don't know. Who knows what's gonna happen? I just, God, at some point we're gonna hit bottom and we're gonna turn the shit around and uh, and get back on top. It's, it can only get better at some point. Just remember, don't let the bastards get you down. Hang in there. Get healthy. Stay healthy. This is not a good time to get fat or put on more weight because apparently that's a big uh, big thing. If you're gonna get coronavirus and you got a, you're a little chunky, you're a bit of a chunky punky, it's gonna hurt you. So uh, now's a good time to exercise, eat healthy, keep the mind right. Man, don't, yeah, ah, fucking a. Eh? What are you gonna do? But anyway, what are we gonna do? We're gonna do episode 220. Crikeys, 220 episodes. You know how many hours this is of my life I will never get back. Of your life, you will never get back. God, if you've just gone through this and... Wow. Well, if you have listened to all 220 episodes, I feel like I should send you something. I won't because I'm not going to the post office. But we commend you. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Today's episode is, with no exception, an amazing piece of entertainment that will take you to a new level of happiness, I believe. Bullshit! Um, But we do have a guitarist on. This is uh, Scott, brought this guest on, so we can blame Scott. Uh, No, thanks, Scott. This is a good one. It was fun. It was Jonathan Kreisberg. Did I get that right, Jonathan? Jonathan Kreisberg. Kreisberg? Uh, Great bloke. New York cat. Well, he'll give you the rundown. But um, a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with Jonathan, and um, it was cool. It was cool to catch up. So really appreciate that, Jonathan. We're going to play a few tracks of Jonathan's here. I just grabbed some off the internet, Jonathan. Sorry, <laughs> I had to get this get this podcast up and organized. But um, I think we've got a couple of shows for Jonathan. But yeah, check it out. He's a uh, man's burning, a lot of fun stuff. We uh, get to hear about his story. Another New York jazz guitarist uh, or New York cat who's living out there in the heat of it but now that's not the epicenter anymore it's all over the world so uh, ah yeah right um alright what else we got going on so uh go to the guitar wank website because it's amazing right and uh you can watch listen to the podcast there and you can go to patreon you get bruce's guitar wank minute i think we're coming up to episode number 10 that's like 10 minutes of of lessons from bruce foreman and they're all snippets of amazing information that you can take to your grave with you. And uh, a lot of good stuff there from Bruce. A lot of great stuff. In under 60 seconds. Hot damn. Good shit. Um, yeah, so that's about it. What else we got? We've got Grumps TV. If you, if you want to be entertained, we'll chime in for that. Uh, but other than that, I hope you're well. You're staying healthy, your family's safe through these crazy times, and um, yeah, I hope you're tuning in. Leave us comments, spread the word, share it, do whatever you need to do to stay sane in these amazing, crazy times. This is Jonathan Kreisberg, episode 220. My name's Troy McCubbin. Thank you for listening to Guitar Wank, and uh, here's a track from uh, Jonathan. Check it out, and uh, find him on Spotify and all those other wonderful places. Later. Hey, bitch, I can't hear you. Why can't I hear you? Why can't I
1: hear Scott? He can't hear either one hear of us. Can I now?
0: Hey.
2: Why can't I hear him? Check, check, oh, check.
0: I know why.
2: Yeah. I know why. Such a fucking unprofessional.
0: Scotty. Hang on. Hold your horses, toots.
2: Check, 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 check.
0: That's why. Hello? Hello.
2: Aha. I can hear you. Okay. We're
0: good? Yeah. Cool. Bruce? Yeah. Well look at you. Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Crikeys.
1: Sorry about that.
0: No, it wasn't you, it was it was it was this end. It's just uh there's little tweaks I gotta do on this thing. Gallery view is better. Oh, hang on. We need I'm waiting for Ah Jonathan. Uh, He's going to come in. Here he comes. There he is. Whoa,
1: I told you not to eat that shit, man. (laughs) Can you you hear me? We can hear you.
2: What are you eating? You're eating borscht again?
3: No, no, I'm I'm eating... uh, Oh, yeah. I don't (laughs) have any jacks, so I had to have doers and ginger ale, which is a weird combination. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it made your spoon stand up. Man, my spoon is sticking straight up right now.
2: <laughs> this should be on. We sh- this should be on the show. Start rolling tape.
3: Is that right, Jonathan? Scott. G'day, mate. Hey, yo, what's happening?
0: <laughs> hey, go mate. All right, man. Have ever met before, Troy? No, we. I don't. We haven't. We haven't met. I even no, we should have met. He just got
3: out
1: of prison. Unless you were in Joliet, you wouldn't know him, man. man
3: yeah. You know what's funny is, Troy, you look. You look like someone, and I can't put my finger on it. That's crazy. Um, I, Jesus?
4: Can't
3: I can't remember if it's a famous actor or if it's a friend of mine. You know, I, I think
4: the... it's
2: Bruce Jenner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was talking pre or post. He looks like Bruce, looks like Bruce Jenner's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Actually,
3: if I, plays,
0: yeah I resemble <laughs> that.
3: No, but I'm going to, it's going to hit me at some point. You, you totally remind me of some. No one it's ever prob- told you that? Yeah, you know, famous, I get it
0: all. The, it's probably some famous model.
3: Famous model. Yeah, yeah a real, you know, real hot check. It's
1: your breast that gave it away. <laughs> Christy Turlington.
2: That's it. Hey, the- Troy, announce, announce our guest and start the show officially.
0: No, it's, oh, yeah. your, it's your guest. You announce him.
2: Okay, well, I will. <laughs> I'm Ladies not doing it. <laughs> welcome to podcast number 600-something. It feels like that anyway.
0: <laughs> and I guess and, just let. It.
2: <laughs> and special guest from New York. Well, actually, I don't know if that's where you're from, but that's where you're living right now. We have Jonathan Kreisberg here, yeah. famous guitar star, famous everything, famous porn star, guitar star, television star, He's not a real doctor, but he plays one on TV. <laughs> and here he is for your enlightenment and amusement. And by the way, you'll never get another gig after you do this podcast, ever. This is so, it. <laughs> this, is, this is the <laughs> end of your career, buddy. If you're going to get out of the business, well, this is it, man. Yeah. We better make this shit count. Yeah, no one has ever worked after they've been on our <laughs> podcast, ever. <laughs>
3: Hey, how, by the way, how's the sound? So who do you really want? To call off? Is this? Hey, before we start, is the sound okay?
1: Yeah, I hear you good. Uh, okay, sound, sounds good here. Okay, oh, perfect. What were you talking about, Bruce? Well, I think he should finally tell off all the people he wants to. If this is the end of everything, the first thing he should <laughs> tell everybody off. Well, first, first of, of
2: all, is Scott. First There's thing a, we usually do on the show is we ask the guest to te- To ask him to tell us who his least favorite musicians are and why.
4: <laughs>
3: now, now I'm gonna have to go to Troy on this one. Troy, is this is this actually asked usually, or are they doing this, this to be This is me this is a series. This every episode
0: we have this, and a lot of the guests will say, "I don't want to mention any names," and we call bullshit.
1: And the funny thing is, is obviously none of the guests ever listen to the podcast because they know that this was going to be asked. Right.
2: Me. Yeah. I know. I should, I should know. No, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we never say anything bad about anybody. Oh, no, no. Uh, well, actually, you know, I have, you know, there's only one guy I think that I've really said anything really bad about. That's probably Virgil Donati. Oh, and Chick Corea. Oh, yeah. and Chick Corea. Fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> but, you know, and, and I, I don't talk bad about people unless I'm drinking.
3: <laughs> you know. oh right so luckily uh we're all right and yeah, yeah.
2: and yeah, eric I'm johnson like non-alcoholic tonight i'm i've got lemon juice and honey so, so oh why?
3: really man why it's,
2: it's for crazy. my aid
3: for for your AIDS. i've got oh, aids okay. again <laughs> oh. again
2: Everybody. got rid of it but i got it again
1: yeah,
3: yeah. We, we should cue the team america theme AIDS song. Well
2: it's
1: July fourth, so you know, we were gonna shove a Roman candle up his ass and light
2: it. <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy that.
3: Man, I, th- I thought we were gonna build up to this point. This was I thought this was like gonna be the peak of the you know, no, I've, the, been, the I've been drinking five, five hours, seconds,
2: baby.
1: You know, I've actually been on this show already for an hour and a half. I just I'm glad you guys finally wow.
3: <laughs> The guests have arrived. <laughs>
1: Oh,
0: well, dang. well, welcome, Jonathan, to uh, Guitar Wank. You can your career can only go nowhere from now on, but um, it's it's awesome <laughs> to have you on the show, mate. This is like I mean, our fourth yeah. guest from New York. Um, oh yeah, and in like the last, we, we've had everyone on from New York. I don't think there's any more guitarists in New York, right? I
1: don't think there's
3: any people left in New York. They <laughs> all left. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I made the jo- I made the joke today that um, you know. I actually found parking in like five seconds in downtown <laughs> Manhattan, and Aww. I was like, "That's Aww. what it takes to actually do that."
0: The pandemic, you and you get parking. The pandemic, yeah. Where, where in New York are you right now?
3: So, so yeah, so like what Scott was asking for, like I was actually born in New York when I was, I oh. was. So I was born back when you know normal people lived in Manhattan. You know now it's so expensive that you've got to be like really rich. So we lived uh, up believe it or not, upstairs from a club called McKells, um, which was kind of, that had a lot of, like, Lee Morgan and a bunch of really heavy cats played there, and my dad would go down and listen, so that was pretty cool. My dad always liked good music, but then I moved to Miami, when we moved to Miami when I was probably, like, five or something, so I grew up in Florida, not far from, you were West Palm, right, Scott?
2: Yeah, West Palm Beach, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, so... You know, then I grew up there, but I I was always, like, a weird New York kid. Like, I didn't really ever fit in, which was probably good. You know how it is. When you don't fit in, you tend to
2: practice more and play better. So, you know. Did you know any of those Miami guys that were down there, like Jocko and, I guess, Pat Metheny, Steve Morris, Othello? Those guys
3: were all there. Uh, before I was of, of age, you know, I was probably okay. I, I, I'm, 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 you know, a little bit younger, so I was probably ten when all that was going on. It's you know, funny
2: because I mean? you look a lot older than us.
3: <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I played at McKells. See, yeah, I, yeah, I figured one of you guys knew that. I played play. at McKells,
1: man. I was living in New York in the '70s. I played there then.
3: Well, that's when I was born in the '70s. So there you go. Wow! Wow! I was probably I was probably at your gigs like with I mean, the. I uh,
1: might even be your father, man. When your
3: <laughs> man up, you know like, was, I'm gonna shave the beard and leave the mustache, and I think I might be a little surprised. <laughs> you know what
2: Steve Cardenas said about you yesterday? I talked to him on the phone. Oh yeah, that, that I look good naked? No, he said <laughs> you're one of those guys who you were already playing your ass off when you were 15.
3: Uh, I mean That's I don't know. Fit. I don't know, but but I I'll, at some point, Scott, I want to play you some shit because. Yesterday, I was because you know, I'm starting this new like, uh, it's not on Patreon, but it's that kind of thing, like a club kind of thing, you know. Uh-huh. And one of the things I'm doing is offering all these, uh, like weird mp3s, like recordings, uh, like off off the cuff things, like strange things. And man, I've got I had a, a trio in, in Florida, you know, I was studying bebop, but I was really into fusion and rock and stuff. And man, I had this one tune and I heard it because back then I didn't know I was doing it, but it was just like, like my first record was when I was mostly playing Strat and I played the Gibson on one or two tunes and I was really being like a chameleon. Like you could hear it was me on all of them, but it was like me doing my different cats, you know? Right. And the record was like, you know, the first tune was like a Holdsworth thing. The second tune was like a like a Schofield thing. The third was like a Jim Hall thing. Fourth was like a Frizzell thing. I didn't know at the time I was doing that, but when I listen to it now, I'm like, well, yeah, that's me doing that, you know?
4: Yeah.
3: And we almost had a whole nother record that we could have recorded when I moved to New York um, and the other guys didn't come. But that repertoire was pretty cool. and And there was one tune that it was like, hundred percent a tribal tech kind of thing like okay. it was like i heard that yeah. and i was like well that's what i was doing on that one and i didn't know i was doing it it was just me doing my homage to certain uh-huh. cats you know gotcha so i want to play you some of that at some point okay, man definitely it's, yeah So, yeah.
2: When, how long did you stay in miami before you moved back up to new york uh, yeah, so it was probably about a year after college.
3: You know, I did the University of Miami thing. Um, oh, you did. You went yeah. to one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you
2: know Wit Seidner and all those. Of course. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're we're friends on How Instagram. did, did yeah. Scott? Did you go to school? Well, not after fourth grade, but <laughs> did, I did go to school. Did you go to you that know, school? I, I did. I went to. I couldn't afford University of Miami. I went to. I went to Florida Atlantic University in Boca Raton but I only did the music classes. I didn't actually go to college to graduate. I just did the music courses and that's it. And I don't know if you know Chuck Moronic, but he's a really beautiful pianist. He's like, he's really great. He's like a Keith Jarrett type of guy, really harmonically great. And that's the man. And also Bill Prince was a guy down there who was a multi-instrumentalist. He played trumpet, sax. Um, He played with Iris Sullivan a lot. Um, right. That's what English, I thought of when you yeah. said multi instrumentalist. And, and yeah. you know, when 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 I think about my schooling, uh, that's the two guys I think of, because really the classes didn't honestly do that much for me. But just getting to hang with those two guys. That's why I'm glad I went there. But, you know, of course, I would have loved to also gone to University of Miami because I know, God, everybody was down there and you guys had such good, amazing players down I Do you you remember this jazz guitar player, um, Gillis, somebody? Mike Gillis? Oh, I remember hearing his name around. You know, everyone's playing down there when I was young. Hey, hold it.
0: Jonathan, I've worked out who you look like. This is what you, this is, I don't know if you see that.
3: Uh, Turn down the brightness. Oh yeah, no. You know who looks more like that? My brother looks more like him.
0: Really, Who's David Arquette? Yeah. David
3: Arquette, isn't it? David Arquette. Yeah, my brother looks more like you. Really? Yeah. I, wow. I, man, I get such a a wide range of of people that that I look like, and it goes from from so good to so bad. Oh, I got. I, I know who you look. You look like George Clooney a little bit.
0: I I've got that before.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. That's like you that's like me it's like you know on a good day I paid, like, I paid Jonathan for that too, too bad like, to like, to let himself go huh like you on a, yeah like like you on a really you on a really good day look like him on a really bad day you know <laughs> um, And that's, that's And that's, that's and that's still what good. I get cuz I get cuz I cuz I, cuz I get like I get Ryan Gosling oh. on a, you know, on a, yeah, when, he, when, when he's on a really, really, really bad, rough day, like he's playing a derelict, you know, um, but it still works for me. You know, it's, you know, I'll take it, you know, but, that, you get- but I used to get like Jay Leno and all this weird shit.
0: And like- <laughs> I got, I was, I was in upstate New York and I got St- uh, Spielberg because I, oh, yeah. I had oh, a hat she- on and my hair was all wet and the guy stopped yeah. me and he goes, Steven Spielberg. I was like, no. And he goes, Spielberg, Spielberg. I'm like, no, it's not fucking Spielberg. Fuck off. I was so mad.
2: It's better than me. I got Don Knotts. (laughs) Man.
3: Oh, I also got, I also used to get. I used to get John Cleese sometimes. Where the fuck? It's like anyone with a huge chin, basically. That's you know? that's how uh, I'm gonna
0: pro- post this show. It's Ryan Gosling and George Clooney talk to Bruce and uh, Scott.
3: Yeah, R- Ryan Gosling and George Clooney get really banged up, and they do an interview. <laughs>
2: So so let me ask you, again, Jonathan. <laughs> we have to do something serious on this show. Yeah, so I, I when, knew this so was going to be a problem. <laughs> so when you were down there, did you know, did you, uh, okay, so you knew Wit Seidner? Well,
3: what you... well, was my, so, so, you know, I was lucky. So, so I went to, I was probably like, you know, in the public school system until my junior year of high school. And, you know, it's one day I was playing like, the teacher was trying to play something and I like, it was like, you know, some classical carcassi thing or something. And I was like, no, no, it's, it's like, (laughs) and she, she was like trained more as, as you know, one of those, she learned lots of instruments. She was mainly a bass player, but she played some guitar and, and she said like, you know what, you should go to this art school that they started, you know? So, so there was an arts high school that had started a couple of years earlier called new world school of the arts it's like it's like it was like the LaGuardia thing was you know the fame kind of school in New York they had moved a branch to to Miami if that had been there when you were my that age you would have been at University of Miami with a scholarship you know what I mean because what I did was was I said okay let me go do that and I went in as a senior so I just had one year but I had one year with this cat J.B. Dias who uh You know, Bruce, you might know him because he's out in California. Institute now is with
1: the Monkees. Yeah, right.
3: Yeah, yeah, JB is like, as far as taking someone at that level, someone who's like talented and young but doesn't really know anything about the systems of jazz and learning tunes and, and lines and stuff, he's like the best teacher around because he just like gets you and he just puts you immediately on a program and I was like this crazy I just wanted to play modes over drones like all day you know what I mean (laughs) and and he just kind of like you know like would get you like into this idea okay learn some standards like study these lines here's a bird line go home and check it out and listen what he's doing you know and that was great for me so as a result he also was good like I I was the kind of kid that like if you intimidated me I I reacted well to it you know I was like probably one I was probably I was basically like the male guitar version of like a young girl gymnast, you know. <laughs> so it was like you know you tell me what to do. Man, I can't
2: did, unsee that. Did you get yeah, sexually
3: yeah. assaulted too by the by the health Man, doctor? I just I, I just watched that last night. It, that is the most upsetting documentary I've ever seen. It's so fucked up. Our country's fucked. Forget it.
1: The hypocrisy. <laughs> oh look, look, we're on we're on the air. Yeah.
4: yeah. I tell you something? Well there <laughs> yeah, you go. Yeah, there you right. go. I, I
3: feel molested already. But um <laughs> no, but 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 basically, you know, um no, I, I was just like he, he basically told me like, you know, you know, if you go to this if you go to this audition and you know less than like, you know, a hundred and fifty tunes, like they're just gonna laugh at you, you know. <laughs> And, and here I was like 16 years old and I just went home and I said, well, I'm going to learn two standards a day or something for the next, you know? And, and I, I basically, you know, I, I, w- I went crazy learning standards. That was my big thing, you know? So basically I got to the audition with Randall Dallahan. I don't know if you know him. He's a great teacher. I do
2: know him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: And you know, he's got that Texas accent he says, well, Jonathan, you know, you know, you know, some standards, you know, you know, some tunes and, uh, and I said, Oh, here it comes. Like where are the laughing people can drop out of the walls, you know? <laughs> and I said, yeah, you know, here's my list. I only know 85 standards, you know? And he said, 85 standards. You're only 16 years old. He's like, that's beautiful. You know? And, and I just, of course, was like JB, you, you know, like, you know, nights like sleepless nights, like trying to memorize stable mates, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, basic, but basically, you know, I, I kind of aced the audition. You know, I played like confirmation. I played some nice bebop shit, and I played enough that I got a scholarship. Which I agree with you, Scott. I would, and that's a big issue that I actually have feelings about. about that almost make me want to start a school. It, you know, that that there's the way the the university thing is functions now. It's just not practical for a young you know talented musician who doesn't come from means well, yeah know. i
2: mean it sure wasn't practical for me because i it was i don't know how much it was but for us it was way pricey to way too pricey. oh are you kidding you know what it is
3: now oh my god man yeah. it's there people are paying 40 well, 50 grand a
2: year for school well, yeah you know i wow. mean it's it's like 30 grand a year just for mi and wow. i think what at usc how much is it a year at usc bruce I think that's 60. Jesus. <laughs> Jeez. It's expensive, man. do you, you have know? to blow people as well but, uh, no, you, no, you got.
4: You,
3: you have to. You actually. You have to pay extra for that. <laughs> he, just,
2: yeah. he just does that out of the goodness of his heart. <laughs> you
4: know,
2: but uh, no, yeah, it's it's a, a strange time. You know, know it's are, a strange time.
1: There are there are people who are in scholarships and stuff. Yeah,
3: but, of course, of course, of course.
1: Like Miami is has a huge. You know, most most of their guys are do get a, a lot of help.
3: Yeah, you know, I mean, Miami. I mean, right
4: what, now that's
3: great. That's yeah. great. I mean, when I was there, there wasn't much money being even out, you know, it was, that's why I felt really lucky that because it was, it was, especially guitar, because they usually give the scholarship to a trumpeter, you know what I mean? Like, because they needed the instrument for the big band or something, but guitar was really hard to get a scholarship. I was you know? going to
2: ask you that. Did you play in that big band?
3: Yeah, I was the CJB cat. Yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah.
2: That yeah. was when I heard that big band lindsey blair was the guitar player yeah lindsey was the ta my first year yeah, we're yeah buddies. let me tell you man that band was fucking killing man yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a badass band yeah we Witt were playing was everything from duke ellington to weather report
3: yeah I mean, Bre- was, we did
2: brecker brothers too that was fun it was a yeah. serious band and you know i was young and i was like i really hadn't heard that many big bands when i heard you right. have been big band for the first time, I was pretty much blown away. Yeah, they're and they're one of the best in the country. Yeah, amazing. they were yeah. fucking burning, man. It was yeah. ridiculous. I yeah, was just yeah. so impressed by them. Did you hear I mean,
3: Lindsay with them when he was there as an undergrad or when he went back as a grad?
2: I really don't know. I well I, I can I tell you,
3: know. it, if it was in the '90s, it was when he went back as a grad. No, no, it
2: was way before that. This would, oh, have, so been, this would have been in the, the late '70s. How so. cool! That's when, yeah, because you know, I know. Well, first of all, Lindsay
3: is is one of our direct links. You know, because he was my first teacher mm-hmm. as a, when I had a grad assistant teacher my first year,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and he he thought the world of you, man. He, I mean, because I already loved your playing. There's I mean, one. From, what there's one there's one <laughs> exactly Dude, i got
2: such fans on this show you know I don't know why they have been keeping here really I've no idea it
3: was crazy because he had this envelope with self addressed from from Scott with a, a hundred dollar bill in it, so I don't know, yeah, you know. that's right no, but he he, <laughs> he used to say he used to say to me he'd say uh he'd say, man, you think he sounds good on tribal tech stuff. He said, you should have heard him in the practice room with me playing over giant steps, that kind of shit. Like he, uh, you know, he it, was talking about just I've your known pr-
4: him
2: for such your... t- a long time. You know, he used to teach at MI. Wow. Yeah. Yeah and, yeah. and he was at MI for many years before he finally moved back to Florida. And we're still yeah. in touch. You know, I, we still talk every once in a while.
3: I guess that's where he met his wife too, right? Like out there. I think and, so. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was one yeah. of the first guys to visit in the hospital when Dylan was born, his, his son.
2: Cause wow. I was, I
3: was actually house sitting for them around that time
2: wow uh, that's amazing you know you see i don't really know randall Dallahan that well i i only met him once when i heard him play i i went down to lauderdale to hear him play oh cool and mike gillis played that guy was telling you about he was kind of a big guy big huge guy and he was he was more of a i guess he was more of a bebop guy than randall Right, Randall was right. more fusion-y, kind of had more of a, a modern type of tone, you know. With it's it's so funny
3: because by the time I got to school, Randall was kind of sounding like Jim Hall. Like, uh-huh, wow. Like he really played, I, I had always heard about that, and I heard recordings later of him, and I said, oh, okay. But no, when I came to school, he was doing a lot of duos with Vince Maggio, the piano teacher.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And they were doing, he just, it sounded a lot like, yeah, like Jim Hall Kind of like he could play any standard any key and like you know could, mm-hmm. could come up with chord solo arrangements just instantly you know that was wow. I learned a lot about chord chord work with him and and uh, he was a great teacher um is he still there no he retired about uh i want to say five years ago six years ago something like that okay. yeah oh that's right because yeah.
2: he's older than He's even older than me. So what is he? Is he like 68, 69 years old or something? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Anyway, but that's cool. I had, you know, I didn't really know that, that you were a Miami guy. Yeah,
3: I mean, and I I, I don't, well, the other thing I was curious, I thought about this when I was listening to those old tracks of mine and listening to your new record, which is mind-blowing, great, um, um, was that I didn't know if you knew, that you know, even though I was always studying bebop and playing jazz, that I that I really played a lot of fusion and progressive rock and stuff. I didn't know if you wow. knew that.
4: I didn't know. know. No, oh, man. I mean,
2: it's yeah. It's and
3: I mean, that's a it's a huge part of my background. You know, it's it's yeah. it's. Um, I was, you know, my probably my you know my two biggest influences are probably if I had to. I don't really believe in that because I have so many different influences. But if I had to nail them down, it's probably. You know, Matheny and Holdsworth. That's like so, and, and I used to be able to kind of mimic both of them. I mean, I had I, I learned a lot from them. You know. Wow. Um, you so know, the, whole, Kurt, the whole the whole Holdsworth side. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say you might not have heard, but I used to play, you know, very much like
2: that style at some point. You know. Wow. You know, Kurt told me Kurt Rosenwinkel told yeah, me that, yeah. and I had no idea. He says he came up playing fusion you know like he he started playing fusion realized that really wasn't his thing right you know i and think
3: that's that's less true about him than it is about me yeah. i think i think that that's he flirted with it but i mean i was right. really playing fusion i mean I, right. I you know i had a band that was touring the country playing fusion you know oh wow uh-huh. yeah yeah and no, you make
2: a are of money from that, I'm sure.
3: Man, we had such man, you know, we had such a great time, man. It was like that was like three guys in a van. Yeah. We actually cro- you wouldn't remember this either, but we actually crossed paths with you guys. We were on tour somewhere, I think it was like DC or Baltimore. Uh-huh. And we played one night and we had a night off and you guys played the next night
2: and we actually came to your show. Where was that in in uh in uh I think it was Baltimore. News alley? No. Oh, it might have been a um, something head. Something head.
0: Oh, here we go. I knew we were going down this road. Something head, yeah. eh? Yeah,
2: yeah. It was either yeah. the boar's head or some shit. It was in. It was in Baltimore. I can't. I can't remember. Yeah,
3: I, I don't know if I would remember yeah. either. I yeah. want to say it was on the water
1: somewhere. Sounds yes. like.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Head on the water. Yeah. Head underwater. Yeah. Head, head. underwater. But you know, we did we did that same thing, man. We probably did six tours in that stupid van, that Tribal Tech Ford Econoline. Well,
4: there you go. We yeah. would
2: come back after touring for about four weeks, and and we'd be able to pay the guys, if, you know, usually maybe five hundred a week if we were lucky, and then right. me and Willis would split the money that's left over, and usually be maybe a couple hundred bucks left.
3: Right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, that <laughs> was, funny. you know, but you probably had a blast though. You know, it wasn't, it yeah.
2: wasn't about making money. That's for sure. But no, you know, it was I, a lot yeah, of fun. I mean, that's the irony
3: is like, actually, yeah, I, I make more money as a jazz guitar player than I did as a fusion guitar player.
2: That's amazing,
3: but, man. But but you know, then again, I was a kid then. I, no one really knew who I was that much, you know. So we were.
0: But did you? Um, d- I just on these fusion tours. Did you guys actually? Did you guys see any women on those tours, or like yeah, were the the girls there too, or just? just... I was.
3: I, I was like. I was. I was just. I had a girlfriend, and I was just thinking about. It. I mean, I remember meeting girls <laughs> on those tours, but I, I was like so faithful and just practicing and barely sleeping you know we were driving all all night to get the next place so I hate to say it but I wasn't even really thinking about it much at that point so there I mean, was, was all, girls actually was,
0: went to the show
3: oh uh I think there was girls at the shows yeah <laughs> yeah they thought well, I looked I, like I Ryan they thought discussion. I looked like Ryan Gosling or John Cleese <laughs> they weren't really into it, you, <laughs> know? you know
2: I gotta tell you there I mean there are certain countries that we play in in Europe where you won't see very many girls but there's a lot of places where there's quite a few women at our man, show and I'm man, like wow that's oh yeah kind of Europe,
3: cool. Europe is totally different I mean Europe is yeah. just you know Asia New, too I would say New York yeah I mean basically everywhere except America cities yeah. besides New York yeah. you know? right
4: and
3: actually, in LA in LA I mean you know we have all types of people like all different ages all different I, genders you know yeah. so I don't know yeah that's that's a weird like all different genders—like four of them, six of them, <laughs> eight of them. No, man. I'm—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm saying, like, when I play, like, at the Blue Whale in LA, it's like all different types of people there and oh, all yeah. age ranges. You know, it's like, I, but it is something that bugs me. Like when I play in, you know, some other some other city in America, and it's all dudes. It's weird. I mean, it does hit me <laughs> weird. I mean, it's—it it's, just says something to me about. What's happening right now culturally, you know, I think it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a funny thing, you know, although there's always been, I guess, diff- that's always been a thing. Like if someone told me something really funny that uh, uh, Scott is going to particularly like this. He said, he said that in the seventies, if, you know, if you, you was two major fusion bands, you know, and they were piano players, you know, he's like, you'd go to Chick's show <laughs> and it was all dudes at Return to Forever. And then you'd go see Herbie. And there'd be a lot of women, yeah. you know, and I thought that was pretty interesting because they're both actually in the same genre, but maybe something about the kind,
2: the way they were playing or something, you know. You know, when I played with Zalinal, there were lots of women all the time. Oh, that's crazy! And they had, and they, yeah, right, lots yeah, of yeah. women, and and also with Jean Le yeah um,
4: yeah,
2: tons of women. Yeah, I think
3: I think it has something to do with the the aesthetic of the music actually. Dick I think was the a same thing bet. is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's same thing. It's true about jazz. There's different kinds of jazz yeah. that that just does that. You know that I think that you just may, maybe it has to do with the uh, the incentive behind the music or something. You know what what you're well, what you're what you're trying to say. You know, no,
2: there's a there's was, a certain oh, amount of uh, there's a certain amount of bluesiness to what Zawinul was doing. You know, there's an, and also we had vocalists. And Jimmy just
3: also like over emotion. Like he was very emotional. A lot of that music. I thought so. The chick thing
2: was more about chops and. and, Right. uh, You know, but you know what? I used to kid Alan and tell him, not only are there no girls at your gig, there's no girls at the surrounding malls, like for a mile (laughs) around.
3: Yeah. I I have to say Alan's (laughs) concerts were really bleak in that way. But the truth. But the truth yeah. is, you're so busy staring at his hands that you don't even notice. You know, yeah. you're just like, what the? You know. Yeah. Man, I just listened to this. I, 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 I hadn't, Scott, we talked about having uh, recordings in your car, you know, and listening to them repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ones I had is the live Allen stuff from Japan in the, in the 90s. You know that mm-hmm. one? It's called Then.
2: I've never heard that one. Uh-uh. Man,
3: you got to hear that one. Some serious stuff, It's huh? so serious, man. Yeah. So serious. It's really him in his prime live. And live, you know, he, he could be, sometimes it could just be like a, like a Chop's Fest, you know. Even though, of course, even when he's playing Chop's Fest, his lines are so incredible. Yeah. But there's a version of that too, Non-Brewed Condiment. I think even, I always love his albums because he has that kind of composer's head and a lot of nice melodies and stuff. Right. But of all of it, I have to say that I think that's the best solo I've ever heard him play. It's unbelievable. There's a line yeah. at the end. It's like, it's one of those lines that just keeps going. And, you, and at one point you start laughing because it's so good. And then it keeps going like another <laughs> 20 bars, you know, and it's, it's just, it's crazy. It,
2: yeah, is there's keyboards on that record? That's, or?
3: Yeah, that's Steve Hunt oh, and, okay. and Jimmy Johnson and, and, and Gary. Yeah.
2: You know, I always like to listen to Alan with, with, when he has a keyboard player. Because I can hear 100%, what he's saying over the changes. 100%. 100%. Better, you know? 100%. I, I if he's think not so. a chord tones guy, he's more of a linear guy. So it's exactly. easy to hear the changes. Exactly. Hear, hear what he's doing over the changes when there's a keyboard player. 100%. And
3: there's a lot of sax players like that, too. Like It's like guys that play more up in the extensions. You need the chord. You yeah. know, like Mark Mark Turner, who I love, is one of my favorite saxophones. He's one of my
2: favorites, too.
3: But I don't want to hear him in a trio. Uh-huh. I like him with, i like him with chords you know because he's he's just so you know you could say it's 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 that he just likes playing up there that's like it's yeah. like his that's his 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 playground his briar patch he likes to be up there mm-hmm. you know but yeah someone like Sonny Rollins is down in the chord and no like there's chord. no bass and no I mean, no chords and you and you don't miss it yeah. at all you
2: know but those guys who are up there in the extensions and stuff if there's no chord chords being played behind him sometimes it sounds avant-garde it sounds like exactly you can't really tell yeah what's he pulling against <laughs> you know yeah I mean? it's yeah, hard yeah. it's hard to yeah. it's hard to tell of course that goes to when you have a bass player that doesn't play roots <laughs> uh, yeah that's true that's true you know like yeah. like i had an argument with a bass player i'm not going to mention any names but <sighs> we were going to play giant <laughs> steps and this guy was landing on the third of all these chords and i'm going dude you know, as an improviser, we're tr- we're tr- we're kind of trained to land on a lot of thirds too. Right, but we're right. landing on the yeah, six. Same notes. Th- yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. It doesn't sound good. You got to play the fucking root.
3: Yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. No, I mean, you, you know, there's there's a certain. I mean, that's. I hear that in your playing too. Yeah, you and I are probably both that way, like grounded, in that way. Like you a like to more than, yeah. balance it. Balance it, you know, and and yeah. it, it's just a. They're both cool, but yeah, with Alan, I 100% agree. I, I like him with Chords. You know, unless it's a tune where he's, it's like a thing where they drops out and then it comes back at some point or something. Yeah. Of course, you know, yeah. but but I agree. It's just, That's his main strong suit is the way he plays against chords. You know, his, his whole, yeah. the way he plays out and stretches the harmony is yeah. so unique. It's like Train, but it's almost like, I mean, I've transcribed a bunch and some of it is not even... It's actually, believe it or not, more organic than Train. Like, Train is still systemat- systematic in his way, you know, but some of the stuff Alan does is like, he's actually hearing that shit.
2: Yeah, and I know, man. I, I I haven't transcribed probably as much as you have, but the stuff that I did transcribe, it's like when you hear him, when he's actually doing over the chords, Yeah. You go, wow, this is really stuff.
4: Yeah, it's, it's, like it's real all stuff. stuff yeah. That, yeah,
2: that is actually mind-bogglingly somehow fitting in the chords exactly when the chord changes, which they change pretty often, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, he's really a master of chord changes, even yeah. though he's not bebop sounding at all. Right, right. He still is a master of chord changes, like he's right in the chord. Yeah. But sometimes if there's no keyboard player, that's hard to hear.
3: Yeah, especially for some so, of the changes he writes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the changes are kind of unique.
2: But it's what cracks faith, me up is
3: when you'll hear a little bebop thing happen, and right. you go, "Oh, he actually knows what that is." You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, it's,
2: it's interesting for a completely untrained guy, like he just yeah, yeah, he just yeah. He totally just I it. I think he's one of those guys. He hears it, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he just hears it. I guess there's a bunch of guys. You know, Tavoloni, <laughs> Steve Tavoloni is a oh, yeah. basketball player that I've played a lot with, and Kinsey's played a lot with. Yeah. And that's another guy that not technically trained. He just hears the most amazing shit and plays the wow. most amazing lines. He's my favorite saxophone player on the West coast. Yeah. And, I got to hear um, him some more. I
3: mean, the few times I heard him, I really liked him. Yeah. He's a motherfucker, man. Yeah. yeah. So good. But
2: anyway, well, let's talk about you. <laughs> sure. Sure, man. Enough talking about me. Let's talk about my latest album.
4: Yeah. I like so, that.
0: So hold on. Why did you, when did you end up in New York from my, um, from Florida? Yeah, I mean, so why so would I. you leave Florida? They're so together down there.
3: Oh, yeah,
2: man. We love Florida. They're all ex-cons.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, now look at them. The rest of the country's well, actually, California is now much better, I guess. You guys are both – you and Florida are leading the charge with the COVID cases.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're smart. Yeah. We're
3: number one. <laughs> so, well, ba- basically, you know, you know, I finished school. We, we did one of those tours with my old trio from Miami up the coast – and I went out, and I, I think I heard maybe like Joel Fromm and Ari Honig. And actually, I did a show with Rosenwinkle, too. We did a show together, the um, Double Bill, when I was still in Miami. Um, and I just heard all these great players, and I was like, man, I got to go to New York. I mean, there was just, and it was calling me, it was calling my blood as well. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I was born there, and I, like I said, I never fit in in Miami, you know, so I felt like this is where I need to be. And I told the guys in my band, I said, if you guys want to come, that's cool. If you don't, I get it. You know, I'm going to New York, you know, and they, they, they both had, you know, I guess, girlfriends and lives in Miami. They, they didn't want to kind of, it was scary to move to New York at that point, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you could still get mugged in New York. Now you, now you got to pay people to mug you. <laughs> um, they had
2: Disneyland, they hadn't Disneyland Times exactly. Square. yet. That's right. I remember uh, when it wasn't Disney. I remember it was all the dealers and hookers. It was awesome.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it had funk, you know, and musicians and artists lived in Manhattan, you know, it was crazy. So I caught the tail end of that, you know, right before Rudy came in, you know, Uh but uh, it was great. You know, I just, I just went up there and hustled a bunch of little solo and trio gigs and stuff. And I just got to know people right away. And I actually went through a thing, you know, where I was almost having a reaction to, Maybe like kind of what Kurt was saying, where I just kind of realized, like, I love fusion, but I was I also loved, you know, extreme dynamics, and I love standards, and I love the bebop language, and I, wanted, I hadn't figured out how I was going to put them all together, you know? And I felt like the thing I was doing at the time, like I told you, was like, almost like this chameleon thing, like I was doing these different versions of myself, and I just said, you know what, also, I felt like there was some deficiencies in my... Even in a way, my line concept, you know, there's something about fusion that's so open and it's so like, you know, it's, it's, and I, when I say fusion, I actually even put like, to me, fusion, I argue that fusion didn't start when most people say fusion start. I think fusion started with train and Elvin, you -hmm. know? stretching out playing for like 20 minutes playing over
2: one chord for a long time
3: and and Elvin's bashing the shit and Train's just stretching as far as he can go with emotionally and linear and everything you know Mm -hmm. and I love that that's a huge part of me but I also love Lenny Tristano I also love Bird I also love all this other stuff that happened before Train Mm
4: -hmm. so
3: when I moved to New York I said you know what I need to really go into that like I, I didn't go far enough into that yet you know so I spent two or three years there just playing these little gigs, plugging straight into my amp, you know, learning hundreds of standards, studying Tristano, studying Bird, studying, you know, even more modern guys like Keith, but more like his trio stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like just, just play how to play jazz, basically, you know. Um, there was something about the feeling of what I was doing with the first trio where it was like really extroverted. And I was using all kinds of... I had a rack and I was... Experimenting with all kinds of different influences from around the world, and it was really open. It was about trying to pull people in, like, come, come in, come in, you know, which is cool. I, I, that's like, like you said, like the, to me, that's what Zawinall was doing, that's what Herbie did at some point, you know, that's uh, you know, great music that does that. But for me, I just saw that I wasn't those guys yet, so I needed to be those guys also came up being great jazz musicians, you know, but what I mean? had
2: already done what exactly.